It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Operationalization of your Code of Conduct. How can you work to operationalize your code of conduct as articulated in the Department of Justice's 2019 Guidance of Corporate Compliance Programs? The 2019 guidance focuses not on whether a company has a paper compliance program, but whether a company is actually doing compliance. For it is in the doing compliance of compliance that makes a compliance program effective. A company does compliance by moving it into the functional business units as part of the overall business process of the organization. That is what makes a compliance program effective at the business level. There are multiple parts of the 2019 guidance that touch upon your code of conduct. It is incumbent to understand that the code of conduct is foundational. Policies and procedures build upon the Code of Conduct, but they come after the Code of Conduct. The 2019 guidance stated, As a threshold matter, prosecutors should examine whether the company has a Code of Conduct that sets forth, among other things, the company's commitment to full compliance with the relevant federal laws that is accessible and applicable to all employees. The Code of Conduct design and implementation process should enshrine your company's values. Those are set by senior management and their input and support for any code project, whether initial, draft, or update, is critical. This gets to the heart of operationalization and demonstrates how a Code of Conduct can work to meet the Department of Justice requirements. As an early part of your design and drafting process, you should assemble a cross-functional team. This is important for several reasons. First, diversity in your team will help produce a more well-rounded final product. But having such team diversity will also assist in your benchmarking effort. Coupled with those who are going to help out looking at the designs and maybe help forge the design of the Code of Conduct. Finally, you can use a group to help in the drafting, redrafting, and editing process. This diversity will help you to answer all three of the DOJ specifications in the 2019 guidance in a manner consistent to support operationalization. The project team diversity will also help operationalize your code of conduct after implementation. You will have various business unit members invested in your new or revised code. This ownership will not only help your internal marketing, but demonstrate to employees the commitment to doing business ethically and in compliance to your entire workforce. Indeed, we are reminded by the 2012 FCPA guidance that a company should make certain that the code of conduct remains current and effective and whether a company has periodically reviewed and updated its code of conduct. There are several different types of training, including live, 
interactive, and online training. But in addition to your training, your code of conduct can form the basis of ongoing communications throughout your organization. Through a code of conduct, a company has acknowledged certain risks and it can communicate those risks effectively. It can also serve as a jumping off point for training and communications about more focused topics and discussions led by employees outside your compliance function. You can measure the effectiveness of your training through a variety of mechanisms, including knowledge assessments, culture surveys, focus groups, tracking your internal intranet training, reporting of trends, and even hotline calls. These techniques can help drive compliance into the very fabric of your organization by operationalizing compliance. Another important consideration around effectiveness for training and the text of the Code of Conduct is translations, or as the Department of Justice has stated, has the training been offered in the form and language appropriate for its intended audience? All of these requirements point towards getting out and making your code of conduct a part of the very fabric of your organization. By using some or all of these strategies, you will have a good starting point. But remember, it is simply a starting point because it's more than simply rollout and training. There must be ongoing communications as well. If you can travel and get out to your regions to communicate more about the code of conduct, it can certainly make it more powerful, more effective, and literally more alive for your employees. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, what has been the role of senior management in the creation or updating of your code of conduct? Has senior management backed this effort? Has senior management done simply more than talk the talk, but have they walked the walk? Has senior management actually been a part of the redrafting, actually on the committee? Do they have a representative there? Do they, do you as a compliance professional have senior management's full support of your code of conduct rollout or update? If you're a smaller organization and you can roll it out in one large meeting, do you have senior management speak at your organization at this rollout around the importance of the code of conduct. All of this will point towards investment by senior management in your code of conduct. Number two, have you worked with employees outside the compliance function to lay the groundwork for fully operationalizing your code of conduct? Once again, getting outside of the ivory tower, but more importantly, simply the compliance function can be a big help uh, in garnering support to operationalize your code of conduct. And finally, how have you measured the effectiveness of your code of conduct training? What have you done to follow up to see if people have really gotten the message about your code of conduct? I hope you will enjoy the entire month on written standards and that you will listen in again where we explore another topic in the month of May. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation in compliance. Thanks again for listening.
31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.